We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey there, it's Richie. We want to invite you guys to listen to our newest NBA podcast, Blue Wire Buckets. The pod is a collaboration of Blue Wire's NBA podcasters analyzing playoff storylines and games. Here is a segment from the latest episode of Blue Wire Buckets. I guess the, the next thing I, I want to move on to is the Golden State-Houston uh, matchup because this is kind of the, the marquee game. Uh, the, the first two games of the second round were both blowouts. But even though they were blowouts, I felt like Philly and Toronto, as well as Milwaukee, Boston, those were entertaining games. There were stretches where both teams made great runs. It was fun basketball. This was a tough, tough damn watch. Um, The calls were inconsistent on both ends. I know that's going to be the major storyline. You're going to hear everybody talking about the officiating in that game. Um, But it, it was just it was tough to watch it, it. There was no flow to the game and, and the inconsistency of the officiating as much as I hate talking about refs. It's going to be the story. Exactly. I mean, between the turnovers with the warriors and the, and the no calls and everything like that, uh, I had it on, but it feels like my eyes were just glazed watching this game and there was, there was no flow, no, no flow whatsoever. And uh, you have to feel for the Houston Rockets who were probably on the, uh, the bad end of these calls more often than the warriors. Uh, several times Harden did not give a chance, did not get a chance to land. Uh, and then there was one that was real late in the game where he got fouled, or at least I thought he got fouled. Uh, and there was another no call. And then we saw that CP3 got uh, ejected with this second technical. I, mm, my regular like followers, if there are any who are listening to this, will know that I, I take a, a little bit of a different path than most when it comes to my conversations about NBA referees. Uh, <laughs> so games like this tend to, frustrate me because I feel like our discourse is really uh, really poor as far as referees but even I will say this the league has made a big emphasis in fact I had Monty McCutcheon on sharp notes a few weeks ago you guys know I'm good at plugging myself so I'm going to do that just a little nice to and one of the points specifically that he may I asked him specifically about officiating heading into the playoffs the impression that some people have that it's a different game or that it gets called differently things like that and he was the, the strongest words he had on that entire podcast were for that area where he said I'm going to be on the phone with the crew chiefs of every game for my playoff series especially in the first and second rounds to make sure it's fresh in uh, saying to all of our guys we want the same points of emphasis that have been called in November to be called now and within that framework, I tweeted about it during this game, and Mike D'Antoni came out and said after the game that the officials actually admitted it to him. They missed four of those calls in the first half. 
and they were clear. They were they were really obvious. I think the ones in the second half were a bit more debatable. We're probably not going to get into the weeds about those, but the refs missed four of those, and they were obvious. And they were obvious in areas that the league has made really clear. They want points of emphasis in. They want these things called. And within that, uh, if folks have you know want to get frustrated about that from the Rockets' end, I think it's legitimate to a degree. I will just say that, again— Missed calls are part of the game. I, I know that they don't necessarily always swing the game in such obvious ways, maybe as they did in this game, but missed calls happen in every single game and affect every single NBA game that's played throughout the year. And like, may, obviously, again, not in such obvious ways. I'll just, I, I want both sides considered, I guess is all I'll say. My big thing is, I don't think the officiating necessarily dictated the outcome of the game. There were there were more than enough opportunities for both of these teams to come out and get a win. And there was a lot of mistakes, mental errors, uh, turnovers, things that were within their own control. But when you get poor calls, it can impact kind of your your mentality. It can throw you out of your rhythm. And that was the biggest thing for me, because th- there were calls that went against both teams. I agree, um, especially because of the way that Houston's game is predicated on getting calls and, and capitalizing on the whistle. Um, it really didn't benefit them. Um, but how they reacted to the calls, the, the way that they allowed themselves to get frustrated, that that really was not doing them any favors. And what I'm most interested in is how the officiating is next game, because there, there's going to be a correction. I'm interested to see whether or not it will be an overcorrection, but I, there's the potential for that, or they might just continue to let things go. So how the the refs adjust, how the teams adjust, and and how they mentally handle calls or non-calls is going to be really interesting for me moving forward. That's a good point because they were consistent, even though it was uh, on the bad side. They were consistent in the sense they weren't calling those those fouls behind the arc when they were giving them space to land. Uh, But it did have an effect on the players. And I think naturally anybody would, you know, get upset at the refs and, and clearly it's going to take you out of the flow of the game. What what are your thoughts on the way that uh, you know kind of Paul handles the refs at times? I feel clearly yes, he's upset. You know he he shouldn't he should be getting these calls or Harden should be getting these calls, but uh, just the way he handles the refs sometimes it, it just kind of rubs me the wrong way. I, I mean he's the caricature, right? He he's the guy that everyone points to when you talk about players losing their cool uh, calls. Like it, it's him, it's Kyle Lowry, it's the guys that get the most animated. Um, Ben, what are your thoughts on Chris Paul and his stance towards officials? I mean, my thoughts, frankly, I actually will let Chris Paul off the hook here because I just don't see how he's like that much different from a, a huge number of NBA players. And I think it's, I think it's ridiculous all the way across the board. I've, I, again, my commentary is usually very different from everybody else's here, but if you've seen me tweet about it, it's, and, and Brian Windhorst, to his credit, wrote a piece about it a couple weeks ago that people seem to roundly ignore for some reason. Now, a few people paid attention to it, but like, even for a guy as big as Windhorst to be saying it, nobody really ever wants to hear it. The, uh, the way that these guys are treated, they're not treated as human. I shouldn't say guys, there are some female officials in the league now as well. They're not treated as humans for large periods of time. And if you just, just from a basic psychology standpoint, even if you don't care about like, you know, treating people decently and being ethical to them, which I find really hilarious. Like I always, you know, I made the example of Steve Kerr on Twitter, which Windhorse used in his article that Steve Kerr is a beacon of speaking out for ethical behavior and things like that. Absolutely no problem dressing down a referee with like a hundred cuss words if he does something wrong on the court. The whole point of that is even if you don't care about being a decent person and all you care about is getting good results from the refs so that your team can do better and win, 
screaming at people and being as negative as possible and swearing and pointing fingers in their face and laughing at them when they do stuff wrong, that's not going to benefit you in their eyes. They're still calling the game that you're involved in. You should probably treat, teach yourself and train yourself to respond a little differently because people are always going to have emotional reactions to stuff, even refs who are supposed to be unbiased. And when they get fingers pointed in their face constantly, do you think that's helping your case? I don't know. Again, I just think that the way we approach this in general, the way the league, fans, lots of players approach it is like completely backwards. And if you thought about it from the standpoint of people being people and making mistakes, which they uh-huh. do, then uh-huh. the, a whole lot of the discourse would be different and the way you respond to it would be very different. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.